0: Good afternoon and happy Justice Monday to everyone. Yes. How y'all doing? Welcome back. We are two dope teachers and a mic. My name's Gerardo Muñoz. It's your boy, Kevin Adams. And we are bro- I'm broadcasting from a really squeaky chair. Squeaky
1: chair. Like, in the studio. We're in a yeah. public
0: school. Uh, we are recording. We are back in Two Dope Studios. Yes. Two weeks later. It's almost like we have a schedule now. Yes. It's great. Uh, yes. We hope everybody's having a happy Justice Monday. I'm yes. having a happy Justice Monday. Yes, I am. It's it's, yeah. a,
1: good one. it's yeah. a good
0: one. So some questions have come up about Justice Monday. Yes. Some some sort of critiques um, where where people have uh, have have engaged us by saying, well, we do justice every day.
1: So here's oh, the thing. Okay.
0: All right. This is like Black Lives Matter. Yes. Right? We are not saying that other lives do not matter. Yes. We are saying that in order for other lives to matter, Black Lives That's must matter. Must right? matter. Yes. So we're not saying that you should not do justice Tuesday through Sunday. That's right. We are saying that in order to make justice work in your life, in your practice, in your walk, all visible to live it You gotta be able to do it on the day where you feel the least motivated to work towards anything, right. and that would be a Monday. That's right. So get at us with your hashtag Justice Monday gear. Yes. Um you're rocking I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Bro. Yeah, I hope. Which everybody is my knows favorite shirt. Is.
1: And you'd be surprised at how many people don't and still like will That's ask it. me questions from Adults to kids. Man. You can't breathe? What's wrong? <laughs> What's oh, wrong? Man. You need help? It's, well, if you're a metaphor, right? If you're a symbol for yes. these
0: larger issues, I, I suppose. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's
1: interesting. But I, I love to wear it because it does spark a discussion. Some people, I, you can see people reading it, and yeah. kids will walk by. And I had a student walk by and she's like, You can't breathe? What's that mean? Right, which I thought was cool. Which is actually the point. Right? And I said it relates to Black Lives Matter. Stop by if you want to see me and talk about it more. That's cool. you know That's you know. Cool. But to keep a conversation going, because I think the purpose of us wearing these shirts, whatever day of the week you choose. Yeah, to whatever wear them, the day day of the
0: week you choose. You I'm, know? I'm still waiting for my decolonizer syllabus. T-shirt. Yes. Oh, that'll be a sweet. Yeah, one. that'll be yeah. A sweet yeah. But yeah. I think the
1: purpose is to spark a discussion, you yeah. know? And I think that's the purpose of any political shirt with a movement on it. And it's not just to be stylish or cool or yeah, hip. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like we see so many... I mean, uh, we could do that without the shirts. Yeah, you could. You know, we, we don't
0: need the shirts to be stylish and cool. And no, yet.
1: we're always stylish
0: and cool. Exactly. So that's not why we do it. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm rocking Kaepernick for the second straight week. Yes. Um, you know Amen. what, I, man? I've decided something. What is that? I, I don't think I'm boycotting the NFL. No? I'm not that interested is the thing. You're but the... but like but but for me, I feel like so much of this is bigger than the NFL. It really right? is. Like it really is. Like and, and so like now I've just gone to passively not really caring about like the NFL yeah, yeah, yeah. to where I was kinda like the NFL represents all these oppressive things and it does. It's a it tool does. It absolutely it's a tool does. of industrial capitalist patriarchy, yep, right? Yep. Just like anything, anything else, else, else in a capitalistic patriarchal society. That's right. And, and so I feel like it's more about, like, uh, it's more about the commercial we were talking about last week where, you know, sacrifice for something you believe in. I would like to point out, though, that Cap, you know you're listening. Yes. Uh, so you made a lot of money off those jerseys that sold out. Yes. And 20% is going to this organization. Get <laughs> Back to the NFL. And, no, no, not to the NFL. It's 20% is going to his organization. Oh, okay. Which means 80% is not going Going to to his organization. organization. So, Cap, do better than 20, brother.
1: Come on, you got
0: to. I mean, that's the thing is that we're not here to deify people. I don't wear my Colin Kaepernick jersey because he's a perfect individual. No. I wear my Colin Kaepernick shirt because... When he stood, up, when he knelt, yes, it, it gave me the courage to stand up. Right, right, right. Um, but we got to keep on moving forward, brother. That's and, right. Uh, That's you right. Know, we'd love to have you on the show. By we the way, we would love to have you <laughs> on the show. Be huge. Ka- if we had Kaepernick. He would be
1: huge. Have you seen that, be, that dude? Be, yeah, He's he is a, a big, big dude. Dude, and he, would, we would need a bigger studio. That would be dope. We need a fancy studio. Kaepernick, get at us. Yes, please. If y'all have connections to the man. Yeah, man. Send him us. our way. Connect us. Tell him to hit us up on Twitter.
0: So always, always put post Your pictures on the gram, you can tweet them at two dope teachers, you can post them on our Facebook page. Uh, we really want to know that there are educators and all of our co conspirators out there, uh, working towards the greater good.
1: Yes, yes, that is for sure. Yeah, for sure. How's your day been, man? My day was it was good, it was a white day, so that it's means it's crazy. It's only like two, like it's already been two weeks since the last time we were yeah. recording, yeah, yeah,
0: and time flies,
1: time has flown, but uh, you know, it went by fast, it worked. Everything kind of that I wanted to accomplish today, I did. Kind did you? of,
0: not really. Okay, okay. I got my my Angelou uh, wall of I love that wisdom up. Today, I love that. So speak that's been to us good. about
1: why you wanted to put up my Maya, Maya Angelou. And use her words to kind of provide some wisdom to the students. Because she's an American queen, baby. She is. <laughs> she is she the queen. Is. She's one of those uh,
0: individuals that we're if we were living in the Roman Empire, like I would want her deified. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, so so my wife thinks that I need inspirational quotes up because of the hard things that adolescents go through. Yeah. Um, yeah. To like look that. around and see some motivation. So honestly, I just like Googled like printable motivational quotes. And then I got for, I think it's from We Are Teachers. Shout out to We Are Teachers. Shout out, y'all. Post some funny memes, which yes. sometimes feed my negativity, but <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, but so the, there was an, the, it was just a PDF you could download and print. And so I downloaded I them, that. printed them, laminated them with my own laminating paper. Oh,
1: this man got his own laminating paper. Spent
0: my own money. Nah, That's I it. told you because somebody gave me shade about like oh, asking yes, for laminating. yes, yes. And I'm kind of like, I spent so much time, money on my own laminating. <laughs> like, you do not get to tell me That's what we do what as teachers. True. Someone says something to us, we're like, fine. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to go do it myself. I'm going to do it myself and pay a whole lot of money and then make you feel bad. That's fine. I'll build it myself. That individual's not even thinking about it either. He's like, so, so, like, it was this whole thing of, like... Uh, of just my Angelo quotes and I'm like well let's just have a whole wall dedicated to those quotes so I like that I so like I accomplished that. That. I got my boogie down sign up Yes, like, I saw uh, that students you know making their making their uh, hip hop elements project in last year but you really, finally you, got that you really
1: making the you know the room theirs right I'm trying to have man. a lot of stuff that they've made and a it's lot all of stuff, stuff that, that reflects yeah. them you know and I think that's powerful when kids yeah. can see the teachers value the stuff that they create and yeah. their ideas. Well, and we,
0: and you know, the thing is that I feel like, I feel like as kids get older, we think that they don't need a learning environment as badly. Like yes. It, you yes. know, and so what ends up happening, I mean, you know, and shout out to those of you who have to be mobile teachers. Yes. Don't actually get to cr- turn we a space in your That's really hard. That's really hard. And you have is. to do other things. So I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I feel like a lot of us don't do anything with the space that we have. And like, kids kids want to feel welcome in a space so i'm trying to
1: do it that way um i'm afraid i might overdo it but um that's all right i think good the best classrooms i've been in there tends to be a lot of stuff yeah, on the walls there's yeah. a lot of stuff well i put my kids, papel picado up so that was kind of cool to, you, know, you know like i think i think it makes you feel a certain way yeah and and when i walk into a room that is has been thoughtfully <laughs> decorated you know, that people are kind of putting effort into it. I feel yeah. good. And I think that yeah. translates to our students, too. Yeah, walk stupid walking... chair. I'm, I'm really, really <laughs> struggling with this chair.
0: I <laughs> might hear the squeaking of I the chair. I might just sit on the floor. <laughs> and like Or stand here in the studio. Standing in no, the No, but studio. you're right. You're right. And uh, so, no, that feels good. But a week, last week went well. Yeah, yeah. We started you know, off okay. It went,
1: went well, got through it. You know, like we did a Socratic seminar. Oh, nice. So with great. the eighth graders. With the eighth graders. Eighth graders, re- Dr. Yuhuru Williams' uh, speech to... The graduation speech. ...rising uh, incoming freshman to Fairfield University. Oh, okay. uh, you are the river of change. It's a great, powerful speech. I think it really hits eighth graders, you know, with, with some stuff to think about. And it was challenging. And the best thing, you know, like we go into it and we plan these lessons. Yeah. Like Jeffrey Duncan Andrade says, with audacious hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the first day we did it last week on Thursday, period one, it sunk it went miserable <laughs> right? the kids didn't want to say anything yeah. I don't think they understood the well, process well cause
0: there's that like so there's that social risk yeah that, there is that you're asking kids yeah. to take to, and to that, that, really that age is
1: very difficult you know and so like a true teacher I reflected as soon yeah. as they left I thought about okay what can I do different and so I got online I found some other kids engaged in a Socratic seminar yep. so I let them watch that for okay. period four
0: alright I kind
1: of really tried to tighten up the expectation and explain, you know that this is really about a discussion yeah. it's about controlling the learning yourself and you know i had the best experience that i think a teacher can ask for is at the end of the day in period four the kids said we like this that was cool we oh, enjoyed doing oh, that winning. that was that was yes. better than the kind of well, especially usual with that did. i mean we love our eighth graders right yeah eighth graders
0: can like like they can be they, i mean they, they can be honest yes they <laughs> can be you about know, exactly t- how they're feeling about something so that you know that if they make you feel bad yeah, I mean, you probably need to adjust yes, your practice. Needs to be fixed. But, if they, but
1: if they tell you something positive, you know so, that stuff yeah, is real. All weekend, you I rode. I rode on that. Yeah. Just hearing that. And so today, you know, I told period one, you know, being reflective at the end, it didn't go well. These are the things that I think we have yeah. improve in. And uh, you know, had them kind of write their exit tickets about what they thought could have gone better. And they were reflective, and they came in today, and we started out. And we had another go-around. And we yeah. heard a lot more voices in period one. Period four continued on. They wanted some extra time. Yeah. Um, you know, because on these shortened periods, so I gave them like, uh, period two went for... <laughs> shortened about,
0: periods, also known as what all of you yes, normally do. A normal right? day. Yeah, yeah. 50-minute yeah. period 50-minute periods. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, that other class went for 10 minutes and then added on another like uh, seven minutes that they asked for. Okay. You know, and wanted so... Wanted to keep talking. Yeah, wanted to keep talking about it. And so... I was encouraged, and I encourage all of you to try these strategies that really try to uh, to really kind of eliminate privilege and the bias that comes along, and really create a space where all students can get involved.
0: Yeah, no, and I, th- and I think that's really powerful. Like, especially the reflective piece. Like, I think sometimes, especially the younger the kids, um, I-, I think in my own experiences teaching like eighth grade in the past, yeah. ninth grade right now, yeah. where they're so socially conscious, like they're so afraid of how they're going to look to everybody if like every single word they say they're like agonizing over. Um, and so at times we, we transform our understanding and our empathy for where they're at to enabling them and to just kind of lowering the bar to the point where they're not taking any risks. And, and, uh, and I think there's an element of, Hey, we're going to try this. Um, and if it doesn't go well, I like the reflective practice of, well, what could have been better? What and how could you have, have been better? Yeah. And, and that's what Freire talks about. Like you, you drop on Duncan Andrew, I, yeah, I drop on yeah, yeah. uh, Freire. What, what Freire talks about is the only authentic like, educational praxis is that which moves both the students and the quote-unquote teacher yeah, forward, forward, right? And so when you create an environment where... We're all learning together. We all are in this together. We are not doing in September what we hope to be doing in April yes, and May. Yes. And we're all going to try to get better, myself included.
1: That's right. I think you create an environment where kids are willing to take risks. Yeah. You know, I I think um, I started telling my daughter something new. Like, I always tell my kids they're special and important, right? Yep. And to be the best thing that they could be. I try to tell them that every morning before they leave the house because I know how challenging the world can See, I be. I feel like I'm telling my child to get her behind in the car before I leave.
0: The house. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe I need to take a lesson you're from
1: you. You're special important. Okay. You
0: get your important behind <laughs> in, in the, the car. car.
1: Right? But I think what I you also mean you don't have your shoes on. Started to tell my daughter, you know, uh, do something courageous. Yeah. Right? Every day, do something that kind of pushes you that you're you kind of afraid. That's why I love that Yuhuru Williams speech. He yep. touches on so many different Shout out, topics. Dr. Williams. Start listening to the show. Shout out. You are the man. I know you follow us on Twitter. Yeah. So, there so you go. shout out. Uh, so uh but his speech, he talks about, you know, the idea of coming together, having kids find themselves, yeah. but also not being afraid. Yeah. Right. Because I think there's so much fear. And like that was one of the questions our period four kids landed on, uh, you know, like, why are activists afraid? You know, and what is it? You know, and so it just hit me. It's like, yeah, that's deep. Let's that's be deep courageous. Let's step out. You know, um, I always think of a quote from uh, Mumia. Yeah. And it's uh, I think it's on like a wa Pele album. Um, And the quote is something like he goes in, he's like, I just want to see people abolish fear. Yeah. He's like, fear is what holds people kind of from doing really beautiful things. Because we're so worried about what people will think about us and how we'll be affected by us. You know, and so like, I think that idea of abolishing fear, getting rid of it. Yep. is huge, yeah. especially for all of our students, yeah. right? If if we can raise them to be fearless. And I think like in our first season, we talked about like kids being raised to be masters of the universe, yep. right? Yep. Yep. And all too often, it's kids that are white yep. or from the dominant culture who yep. are encouraged to be fearless masters of the universe, yep. willing to say whatever it is they need to say to accomplish their goals, yep. you know? And I think all of our kids need to hear that and understand that.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, that's that that's deep. And I and I think um I, I think when when you recognize like like Ferry argues that you create the world with the word, I think that's yeah. a super powerful yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was cool. That was that was What about you? What about
1: your week? Things
0: are good. Um man, I had to drive to Pueblo this Saturday oh, for a soccer Pueblo. game. Man, oh, hey, shout out to try. Pueblo. We know shout out. there's we been love some you, Pueblo. hard times, but man, it was hot and it, it is was hot like, now. Man. You know, four hour drive to play 70 minutes of soccer. Like, it's just like how it goes. But, uh, but, uh, Tatiana's team won. Awesome. Congrats. Um, shout out to the team. Tried to let the team back into it a bunch of times, but it didn't work. Uh, but no, it's been pretty good. I, uh, so my, my, my uh, middle school boys soccer team is actually pretty it. excited about, like, we're, we're after, after three games, uh, we're unbeaten, two wins and a draw. Um, and I was nice. looking back at the stats because I do have like 30 pages of soccer stats yes. going all the way back to 2009. Nice. I've kept every goal, <laughs> every result, cool. everything. Um, and, uh, this is the first time the boys have been undefeated through three games in eight years. And so it's been really interesting because one of the big points of my own learning this year has been, how do I get our young men of color engaged in what's going on in the school? In the last couple of years, We've not had a lot of boys come out for soccer yep. where I always have a ton out uh, you know out on the girls' side. Yeah. Yep. And it's just cool to see these young men. you know, I had to I had to come and find them a little bit harder. I had to catch them at lunch, catch them on the field, yep, yep. in the cafeteria. Um, and then their friends would like tell me, Oh, hey, so and so's a good player. It's like, well, you should come out and we got close to forty boys out this awesome. year.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Very good. And
0: so, you know, I feel good because my eighth grade boys who have been with me since sixth or seventh grade are um they're having a really nice season. It's they a good are. way to they end. Are. And then these newcomers are coming up. We got talented sixth graders. So so that's been fun. So we are on the road the next four games. Yes. Okay. Got that. We'll long see where road we can learn. Yep, got that. But that's been good. Um actually mainly caught up on things. Very so, good. That's so always that a good feeling. Feels good. No, but with these with these fellas, it's interesting though, because it's got me thinking about boys of color in general. Yep um and how we engage them in school because some of these kids like i and it's been really cool to see some of our colleagues go out and watch the games yeah because i think sometimes we we tell a story about brown skinned young men yes that they look like they don't care they look that's right they look apathetic that's right um they kind of put this big tough guy front you Mm -hmm. know like especially once Mm -hmm. they get to seventh or eighth grade yep um, as and be legit and uh, be legit calls it the ghetto smile. That's a ghetto smile. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Ghetto exactly. Smile. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if any of these guys smiles, outside yeah, yep, the field. Yep, yep. you know, and I think that we make a lot of the, of what we perceive to be their attitudes and yes, what we perceive yes, their behaviors yes. as. And, and, and like, I guess the thing that I, I am hoping people see is that these young men, you know, yeah, they may not be making the best choices in class. But uh, but on the field, they're playing unselfishly. They're playing for each other. I have kids who want to score goals. I'm saying, you know, what I really need right now is defense. I need you to play on the back line for me. Um, our goalkeeper is huge. He's a big yes, boy. Yeah, and he has um, he has he has made a number of game saving saves. It's like crazy. Uh, he saved a penalty kick. Oh, that's it never great. Happens. That's great. Um, and it's just unbelievable oh. to sort of see. But you know, these boys are playing for each other. Um, they're having fun. It'll be interesting to see what happens when we suffer a setback, you know, if we do. Um, but you know, it's been kind of cool. And and it's got me thinking about this really this this nagging question in my head, right? Do I care because they're winning? Or are they winning because I care? care.
1: Mm. That's always a big question.
0: Because I think at the end of last year, and I'll be really transparent about my about my sort of journey with soccer, is that uh, the boys were extremely unhappy with me last year yeah, when we saw that. the girls' celebration yeah, that they I got. remember that. And they were like, well, you don't care about us as much as you care about the girls. Now, I, I have a daughter on the team. Yes, yes. And so maybe that was part of it. But when we think about what girls tend to do in group efforts mm-hmm. is they tend to show up. They tend to at least, like, on the surface support each other. Yep, and they yep, do yep, all the yep. right things. And they don't lash out at you when they get mad. That's they lash, right. out, lash out at themselves. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, lash out at you internally. Um, where boys don't play that, that kind of game. No, they don't. And, uh, and so I had to really I had to really reflect and say, well, what 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 is it that I'm doing that may give them that impression? Yeah. And so yeah. I'm trying to just let the passion out there for them, and I'm trying to really focus on what they need. Like like we have one kid, he gets in trouble all the time because he's really smart-alecky. Yes. And yes. he gives – and he he's – man, he has to have the last word. Yes. And I, you probably know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I he have has to have the last word. And um, But I noticed that this young man, like at training, he's either bragging about what he just did or asking for my approval of what he just, just did. just did. Coach, coach, did you see me do that? Coach, coach. You see, I'm like, I'm standing right here. Hey, yes, yes, I I'm it. I'm watching you. I but what you. it But what it sort of says to me is that he wants – the affirmations. Yes. And the affirmation feeds his soul. And so, um and two things can exist. A kid can a, a young man of color can present as arrogant and needy That's all right. at once. That's right. Because they're still trying to negotiate how that works. So I'm trying to figure out ways to support my fellas. Um because I'm proud of them, and and you know I'd like to think I'd be proud of them even if we were zero and three. Three, right yeah, now. yeah, But I don't know. Like I have to reflect. Maybe maybe the wins that is are a tough question. what's making yeah, me happen. Yeah, yeah. or maybe I came in with a different attitude, and it is giving us the results that they want. Yeah, it's no, a hard think thing to I That's always think about. interesting
1: about coaching, right? You know, like when you go into it, it's it is that's the real question. Yeah, you know, when you can't like in coaching, you can't like when you're coaching a sport.
0: You can't move the goalposts the way that I think often we are tempted to do in the classroom. Yes, yes. It's like, well, you have to write a paragraph. Okay, well, write two cents. It's okay. Write a word. Okay, yes. just like circles. something. Just circle right? And and Right? Like, and, and I'm not saying that there isn't a place for differentiation. That's right. Like that's, that's a really right. important thing. But in sports, there's that expression, the like ball, you, don't ball don't, don't lie. The ball don't lie. Either the ball is going to be inside of their goal or our goal and whatever excuses we have for it, it happened. It happened. And now we're up 1-0 or we're down 1-0. That's so right. I you you got to accept it. And I think I'm trying to like think about that in terms of my classes. Like, okay, so where, what is the ball don't lie sort of element of my instruction? Where are the places where I can demonstrate flexibility and sort of let kids kind of work at their own yep, pace? Yep. But at what point is it that, okay, at some point, child, you, gotta produce. Child, you have to be accountable, not to me. Not to your parents, not to the school, to yourself. At some point, you have to be doing the work that's going to help you achieve your dreams. That's right. right. That's right. And I and I feel like sports allows us to do that. And I've had some conversations with uh, with some of the boys who struggle a little bit, yeah. like behaviorally, especially, where I say, "Hey, listen. So, like, a good leader on the field does this. Let's talk about what a good leader in the classroom does and to what connect that it all for like. them,
1: for them to understand." But I'd look. like
0: teachers to also look at these athletes and say, "Huh, that kid." Is completely sold out for this team, but I'm getting a 12% effort in my,
1: my class. class. What can I do
0: different? To get them to sell out. How, well. yeah. exactly. How can
1: I connect in that same way? Yep. Right? And I think it starts with the same stuff. Like you said, are they having success because. You care about them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where it starts. It's like, do we really do you genuinely care about me? Yeah. Like if you were to pass me on the streets Mm -hmm. on a Saturday and I'm struggling and you don't know, like, do you care about me? Yeah. Or even am I am I
0: thinking about you and my team? When I'm not on the field with you. That's right. And, like, so that's the thing. So, like, I'm, like, losing sleep. over yeah. the, Like, no, like we have, we have two games this week. We have two games this week. Tuesday and tomorrow night, I'm not going to sleep because, like, I'm going to be worried about setting my boys up to succeed because I don't want to let them down. That's right. Right? That's right. And, uh, and then we have a game right up the next day, Thursday, no recovery time or anything. And... I will be losing sleep over that
1: too. Like you said, you don't want to let them down. So you do whatever you can to support them, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think I, at times we forget about that in the classroom. And, we're, and we start to say, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? And like lately this year, I've been having this kind of big thing. Like when teachers start to talk about their successes in the class, yeah, like really trying for me personally not to talk about, you know, it's what the students aren't doing or that's why they're not having yeah, success. It's yeah. so what am I doing? Yeah. Because, you know, I I have a big role in that, yeah. you know? And if you're not motivated, what am I doing to get you motivated? How do I get you around? Do I just let you sit there and give up? Yep. Or do I come after you 25 times yeah, in yeah. a day? Yeah. And we
0: just accept that this is where they're going to be for a little while. Like I have a couple of young men in one of my classes that, I mean, they, they're just so distractible. Um <laughs> But like ninth grade. but I've had yes. So I've had to take like a deep breath and be like, okay, we're not, we're not where we need to be. Yeah. But let's try to make progress towards where. Let's we get need better. To be. Let's get yeah. better.
1: I think that's critical. Yeah, I think that's critical, my brother.
0: So you and I had a funny experience. Yes, <laughs> very funny. So we were planning out the show. Yes, and because we do plan this. Because we do plan this stuff. It may not be may not be evident uh, all days. <laughs> uh, Sometimes we're kind of like, hey, real quick, read this article before yes. we start. Um, and so, 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 Kev, you want to tell me about um, about the topic of the article you wanted to cover for the so, show? Yeah. So
1: this morning, you know, I was uh, doing my little daily morning run through perusing some news. Yeah. Uh, and I've stumbled across a great article, but I couldn't remember the name of it, but I knew it yeah, had to yeah, do yeah. something about people of color not being able to be themselves at work. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So we're like, well, we should talk about that. We should talk because cool. we're people of color. People of we color, have jobs. And we can't always be ourselves. And we can't always be so ourselves.
0: So we're, we're sitting here. We're like, okay, well, let's find that article. And yes. kind of go through it really yes. quickly. And we couldn't remember the name of the article. Thinking it'd be easy to find. So I typed in the Google search, and, and I got the search pulled up here. Yes. People of color being themselves at work. So let me read you a series of titles that yes. we have. This is what it's like to be the only person of color at work. Oh, being black great. at a white workplace. <laughs> Too many people of color feel uncomfortable at work. Why black employees hesitate to open up about themselves? Six out al- six ways allies still marginalize people of color, and what to do instead. Can you be your authentic self at work if you're black? That's the one we ding, actually ding, ding, found. Ding, ding. Uh, but there's so more. Speaking up as a color of women at work. Eight ways people of color are tokenized in nonprofits. The subtle ways
1: people of color feel excluded at work. And those are just the first. That's thing just the came first.
0: Up. That's just the first page of results. There are apparently 964 million results. <laughs> um, I mean, and obviously they're all on topic. But but that I mean that says something, right? It says, it says, something, to it says me. something. It says something about how this is how a real issue. This is actually an issue that a lot of people have written about in that's a right. lot of different that's places right. from a lot of different angles. So this is a very intersectional issue, I think, as we yes. kind of get into yes, it. Yes, for sure. But we have we have some points that we kind of so. One thing we know right now is that attrition rates for teachers of color are much higher than they are for uh, for, white, for our white counterparts. Yes. And we know that the shelf life, shelf life, maybe that's not the right shelf thing. life Like, I think about Twinkies, right? <laughs> they, they, they can apparently stay on the shelf for 40 years before they, like, die. Yeah, we don't want is, that. That's not what we're I going I mean, we kind of want that, though, but... But like, but so we don't, we're not trying to just stay on the shelf, right? Um, so, <laughs> where are we going with this?
1: Take um, me down and eat me. Take me, yeah, I don't know, I man, don't know. I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Okay. It's so weird. Um,
0: it's so, 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 yes. <laughs> enough about, now I just want a Twinkie. Did, have you ever had those like days where you just didn't eat enough and you're ready to eat like That's a-
1: everything? Anything, like, everything like, you think food? of?
0: It's like you're at the gas station, you're like. Gummy worms and Cheetos. But it's those days where I'm hungry, where I, like, make a plan it. for,
1: like, what I want to eat. Oh, I'm like, man. you know what? Next time I have lunch, I mean, I'm going to
0: go to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, a 20-minute, or 20-minute, wow, I wish, a 30, 35-minute <laughs> drive home, and I'm, I'm just going to be thinking about food You're all the way like, home. What can I eat? Yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So we're talking about, like, the attrition rates of, for teachers of color. Yes. So U.S. Department of Ed did a study about a year ago that shows that, um that while there's a staggering number of teachers who are, like, leaving the classroom every, every year. And yes. the What's the average tenure? I think it's, year? so it's, like three, it's years? three years. It's like three, three years. Three to five years or yep. something three around Three to five there. years. Yeah. That, yeah, most of them leave between the first three and five years. We found, and this is unsurprising, right, yep. that the attrition rate for teachers of color is higher than that of white teachers. Yep. And um, that teachers of color, and this was the one that really grabbed my attention, change schools more frequently yeah. than white teachers. yeah um so that was just a really interesting to, thing to think about and you, so you and i by the stats um have like otherworldly staying yeah, power yeah we have we've been at this place for a combined what i've been here 12 you've i've been, been here, here six, six. So you've been here year? a combined 18 years right yeah. now by the stats you and i would have both worked at at least seven different schools that's by now. crazy that's and you've worked in two two schools and I've that's worked it in two schools two schools one so, for
1: seven one for six Yep. So it's just really interesting. yeah 8 and 12. And, and 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 I think, you know, as with all due respect to all of my colleagues, I've experienced yeah. microaggressions in both. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. In both. Yep. In yep. Both.
0: Yeah, and so I think that that's and that kind of leads into this topic. So this was on Refinery29. We'll post it on our social media sites. Yeah. Um that's and the title is Be Your Authentic Self at Work but only if you're white. Yes. So this is an interesting thing because and I think this probably started with uh with the internet boom in the 90s mm-hmm. where google's got like beanbag chairs and pool yes. tables and massages who massages you can get yes. in the workday yes. in a place and all that kind of thing, you know, wearing like jeans and a t-shirt How you to work. Dress, all you know, that nobody's going to judge you, right? Yep. And so like that's been kind of this trend in corporate America, especially as you see more and more firms frankly paying people way too much money yep. for things yep. um and so that's been the whole thing is like well let's let's encourage people to be their authentic selves at work yes um yes. but this article uh written by Ludmila Leva um and this was a couple of weeks ago and on August 27th uh writes about how this only really operates for white uh employees so we wanted to we wanted to talk about how this kind of like translates into the teaching world yes and if you feel like you can't be yourself in the workplace we we have 964 million <laughs> results that support what you're feeling that, that say you're that this, not crazy that this is
1: real i'm sorry i shouldn't use that term but no you shouldn't. it's problem as my problematic partner not kevin adams <laughs> wrong in your thought process
0: and th- this could be key folks uh, if you're a co-conspirator uh, with people of color marginalized, like the teachers who represent marginalized or oppressed communities, um, like really listen closely really check this out yeah. because you are in a pole position to really help teachers of color, color. stay because I read something else too. And that is that most teachers of color who leave their schools are already thinking about leaving by the end of October. Wow. That's crazy. Right? And and I think I've seen it That's before. Crazy. Like I've, I've seen it in other schools. I've seen it in this school yep, where a yep. teacher of color will come. And I, I spend every day of my life worrying that that person's going to leave. Yes. Because yes. it's like, well, it seems like they've not connected with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of people are kind of having some strange and so my, my fear is always that um that they're gonna leave so here's what you can do like we're gonna talk a little bit about our thoughts yes. um about this study and this article and maybe we can help you figure out some things uh that will prevent people from leaving leaving so yes. what are some
1: things that stood out for you man so i think first of all is that idea that professional professionalism is a synonym for whiteness. Yep. Right? So there's this dominant culture that we have of what it means to, to be professional, how you talk, how you carry yourself, how you dress on a day-to-day basis, yeah. right? But all of that is the default of whiteness. Okay.
0: Okay. Can I can I ask you to do something? Yes, go all ahead. All right. All right. We're we're about to have a role play right here. All right. Here we go. Okay, Kev. So I so I would like you to Ask me if I got that paperwork done, as if I'm another teacher of color. Okay,
1: Joe Dog. Hey, did you get that, those reports done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? yeah. No, they they done. You did got you get, that? Did you get them? Uh, uh-uh. uh. Don't oh, front. Okay. Did okay. you really do that? No, 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 no it, yeah, dog. I did. No, I did. Them. Uh-huh. I did them, don't for real. front. For real, i send them to don't you. Don't front. You know, um, you ain't got a line to kick <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: Let no, no, I can they're help done. You they're with done. No, they're they're done seriously, like for real. I want to make sure I got this done for you, man. You got for it done. I got it done. All right. So, so it's shared with you. I put a copy in your box. Like, should be good to go. Cool, cool, All right. cool. Okay, so I'll hit you up when I get that. All right, appreciate I it, man. Appreciate you. it. All right, have a good day. Yeah. All right. I so bet. that was the first one. Okay. <laughs> so now I would like you to use your professional voice by professional in voice in seeking the same documents. Um, hey, Gerardo. Yeah. Uh, how you doing today? Did you get those reports? Uh, yeah, you know I did get those reports. Um, I had a couple of questions, but I think that you'll be happy with what I got you. It's uh, I put one in your box. I shared one with you uh, through uh, through Drive.
1: All right, I'll let you know. I'll check my Drive. I okay. checked it today. Great. Okay. Well, uh, you... It should check it probably around maybe two thirty. About two thirty. Yes. Okay. Okay, and you'll let me know if there's any issues. Yeah, I'll shoot or... you an email, and you'll know by at least two forty-five.
0: Great, and I'll ping you right back. You cool. know, and that's... perfect, perfect. That's I love great. it when you that's respond. Great. Yes. You're no. Very quick about just that. trying to get this stuff done. Yeah. You know. You know? Hey, uh, well, have a good day, buddy. Yeah, we will do. You too, man.
1: So <laughs> You almost lost. You, you, you kind of fell a little bit. What was, it that, what was that like for you? It, well, there's a whole other, the second time, Yeah. there's a whole other level of thinking that I have to do. Yep. Right? You have to process every word before it comes out of your mouth, yeah. right? To think about how is someone going to take this? Yep. Right? Do, am I wording this correctly? Yeah. Right? And, and, and do I sound professional? Yep. Do I sound yeah. like a leader? Right? Yep. Th- there's also, And this... it also feels yeah, like I'm not talking like my normal self. Right. Like the first time through, it was like a conversation that we might have. Yeah. You know? And we could joke. Yeah. We could play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there was some humor. So it felt more authentic to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also an aspect of... Because as I tried to respond to you in the quote unquote professional, we know that that's kind of problematic. Yes. But, but it's like this... But it, it's, it's how this idea of professionalism is not colorblind. Right? So like... What I found myself doing was increasingly using a passive voice, yes, and using kind of an indirect communication yes. style, yeah. where instead of saying, "Man, you don't have to ask me; I told you, I, I told was get you, it done. I got it," like it, what my response might be to like a white colleague is, "Hey, n- you know, so I just want to let you know I do have a lot <laughs> of things going on right now, but I want you to know this is a really high priority." And if there's any problems with it, please just make, feel free to address them. Yeah. You know, instead of saying, "Why would you question me?" Wow, because I think dog. That, yeah, why exactly. I told you I did it. <laughs> now we may have exaggerated the first one just a little bit, but a lot of it was to kind of get this point, like that. That I think that this idea, and I think about it whenever I have to present to staff. Yes. Right. Yes. So if I get up there and I say, "Hey, folks, so we're going to talk a little bit about cultural responsiveness and how we meet the needs of all kids in our classroom." I would like everybody to get out a piece of paper and just jot down a few little words about yes. this question of what do my kids need and how well do I serve those kiddos? Yes, Cause you can kiddos. Kids. Kiddos will dish kiddos. everybody in the room. Um, and so, but like... If I'm in a room where I'm attending yes. and I'm an audience member, yep. I'm much more comfortably being myself, right? Yeah. And yep. so this idea of professionalism, like in the article, Leva talks about this being a synonym for whiteness. So what kind of what kind of stood out for you about like what in what ways did you find it to like did you find yourself kind of nodding your head saying, yeah, I, I understand what, what this what so she's talking about? What
1: she's talking about, like the synonym for whiteness, that 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 like it's the default in professionalism, right? I think about things like the way I talk, but I don't talk too much uh Often using that African American vernacular. Yeah. Every time I, but sometimes when I get worked up, yeah. Like when I'm yeah. in a certain mode, <laughs> yeah. like if it's Friday like night, you go catch me, some, oh, catch okay. catch me outside. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> How about that? How yeah, about that? How about that? You go, you know, you catch me. But like with the seniors, when I talk to them, you've caught me on some days. Oh, when you're yeah. In my class, yeah. And I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. No. You know, you. Because <laughs> you're you going to give me some nonsense. You give me some straight nonsense, <laughs> right? You have to catch yourself. But, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like, I'll tell the kids, bring that yeah. same energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you write my yeah, paper, yeah, yeah. bring yeah, that exactly. same energy. <laughs> exactly. Bring that same energy. You know, and the kids yeah. hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I wonder what my colleague would think when yeah. they heard me talking to the kids yeah. about bringing yeah. that same energy. Yeah. The kids understand what I mean, yeah. you know, but I don't know as if my observer right. understands what just I mean. So that. kind of thinking about that, but also thinking about things like when I'm, like you said, presenting in a meeting. Yeah. Like, just little things. Like, I've had people say, you know, oh... You know, because you'll say birth, yeah, and they'll say uh, do you birth, mean birth? Or yeah, or earth, <laughs> and I'll be like, it's like birth, earth. You what? know exactly what I'm saying, yeah. right? Yeah. You you hear what I'm saying? I just because I mix up a this, little stuff. This
0: reminds me of a really funny interaction at uh, in my old school with some colleagues, where um, where where my friend Sean yeah. was like, you know, and he's he's from New Orleans, so he's got this kind of accent. And uh, he was jealous about a breakfast that I yeah. got. He's like, man, he's like, you went over there and they served you, served you a bunch of scrimps. scrimps. A bunch of scrimps. And so this coworker is like, um, uh, so how do you spell that? How do you spell and, yes, and, 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 and he looks thing. at her like dead bleep because we can't cuss on yes, the show. Yes, yes. And because uh, we don't know how to edit. And he says, S H R I M P. SCRIMPS. SCRIMPS. Yeah, that's how you say that. So it was just like, it, it was just it was like, it was one of those things where it's like, you know
1: what I'm trying to say. Why are you trying to put me on blast? But that's that's, that's weird. You know? What I always hear, it's like, you know exactly how I'm talking because I don't say it the way that you say it. Yeah. It well, the other thing it doesn't diminish what I'm saying. That,
0: and I haven't had as much issue with people thinking that I sound less intelligent. The issue I have is people think that I'm just doing it for entertainment purposes. Like that I somehow. Decide to be hip hop, you know, and I'm just going, you know, you know, we get yo yo, you know, yeah. and so they they think that what I'm doing is trying to entertain them and be funny, and honestly, it's like you say, like I feel like. This would be really well illustrated with the thermometer, right? Yes. So it's like the mercury, like when, when, when my blood's at like normal, like temperature, yes, yes, like yeah. that's where I'm sounding like professional, yes, the way yes. you want me to sound. Yes. As soon as I go above that 98.6, mm-hmm. that's where I get into, this is me. And this is me, like all the walls are breaking down. Yes, I'm like the real I'm me. Like, hey, yo, this I'm, who you gonna find I'm, on, on I'm Friday like, night? I'm, you come through.
1: See, you come through the crib this on is, Friday night. Uh, this exactly. You go fine. And this is
0: what I realized when I think. So this is why I find Jean Grey, not yes. the rapper, the the superhero. Yes, yes. Uh, the X person. The yes. X Men is problematic. X person. Um, like like Jean Grey is like to me the most appealing of the X Men because like. In order to get her to play nice in society, yeah. Dr. Xavier had to put all these blocks in her head so that, like, different parts of her brain can engage each engage. other. I feel like that's my Dark Phoenix moment, that is, man. That is. It's oh, like yeah. Dark Phoenix. It's like all of a sudden now I'm just going to come at you with whatever sort of happens. And so that's the thing that I find really degrading and insulting. Yeah. When people are kind of like, well, <laughs> somebody was listening to a lot of rap music before you came to PD. It <laughs> really and, worked up. And I was like... You know what? I didn't even drop the lyrics that I wanted to drop. You know, like, listen, because I can know. tell you,
1: I'll let you know if you really want to know. Yeah. If you want to come and get it, you can come get it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know? so, so it's interesting because going, going back to this article, you know, so – the, uh, there's an excerpt that says, "For many workers of color, code switching or altering altering the I was gonna say altering altering <laughs> <laughs> altering the way one speaks and acts depending on context becomes the norm in order to make coworkers and superiors feel more comfortable. Yes, and succeeding yes. in the workplace often requires a mastery of it. Uh, code switching shows up in my professional life all the time, almost constantly. There's a huge difference between the way I speak with family, with my close friends." Mm-hmm. And uh, and the way I speak in the workplace, I was just thinking the other day about how little I sound like
1: myself That's at the weird work. thing. When you hear yourself at work and you're like, that's not even, who is this person talking? Yeah. Right? You're like, who is that person? Yep. And where does that person come from? And then I think the bigger picture and you hit on it, you know, we're doing this to make white people feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, that's to, what it really To make you feel comfortable. Through. And I think like we were talking earlier, like my realization right now. And, and I think people have been using this term and I didn't understand fully what it meant. But yep. being unapologetically black. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if my blackness makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm sorry if you if you don't like it when I wear a shirt that says I can't breathe. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't care. Yeah. Because if you're uncomfortable... Look, I live my life on a day-to-day basis. I've grown up forty years of my life yep. worried about what white people think yep. and what they're going to do. And yeah. at this point, I ain't got time for it yeah. anymore. Yeah, I don't have this time This is for a it. this is an old and grumpy brown man because you, you lose you miss out something. Nah, you don't you're get are right, right, who right. I am if well, you don't accept that part of me is I'm black. Yeah. Every day I'm black. Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: yeah, and you know, and also like I'm. I'm also in my 40s and I'm still working through some of my identity sort of issues and questions. But yeah, it's the same kind of thing where like – what are we protecting when we feel like we have to sanitize who we are and make it more presentable for folks? Like, these are not things that other people have to do, you know, um, that especially our white colleagues have to do. Uh, love to you, white colleagues. Yeah, you we don't love have to you. do this. I so, love you,
1: but you don't you know, have to go through it. And you it, don't have to think like this. It's, if you, you don't have to worry about what people think yeah. when you talk because you grew up in the South. Yeah. And you might use certain words because yeah. you grew up in the South yeah. and you talk a certain way. Yep.
0: Yep. And yeah, accept and, that. Yep. And, and I think that, you know, and I think the other thing that I find really jarring, and we were talking about this off mic, is for teachers of color, our status within a schoolhouse. Yes. And then our status outside that schoolhouse. So my, my wife, like, jokes all the time about how she can't let me go anywhere. Yep. Like, if she's not there. Because you get in every trouble. Every time something happens. somebody and now talks you to me did a certain something way. wrong. Exactly. Something happens. Um. Somebody looks at me crazy. Some people, like, somebody treats me like I'm less. Um, I, I get treated in these ways, you know, just because I'm a brown man, right? And like what's hard about that and the thing that gets me so angry about it is that in the school, like I've been here a really long time. I have a positive reputation yes. with kids. Yeah. Kids want to talk to me. Kids want right. to say hi to me. Kids want right. to take my class. They, they want to they wanna hug me in the hall. Like I, I get a lot of that. And to go from a place where I do feel celebrated That's right. and I do feel supported and I do feel... Like, people believe in me As and see me in a positive As light. A person. And then going out in the world where it's just like, nope, you are still a brown man. That's all. You are That's still a brown we will man. You every I'm going to question your can. ability to pay for something. I'm going to question your right to be in this area. Why I'm going to question you why you have a broken taillight on your car. I'm going to question everything about you. That's right. And and it's jarring. And I would venture to say, now, white teachers get, get at me about this, but I would venture to say that our white colleagues do not have the same jarring experience between the world because i think that in schools kids just and we've covered this before yep, yep. kids appreciate teachers who care that's right and it doesn't matter what color you are that's if right you care right that's for right. a lot of teachers or for a lot of kids yeah um, but out in the world, it absolutely, it absolutely matters, matter. you know? So that's been the thing that's really hard for me is I take everything personally, man. Yeah. I get so mad and, and I'm just kind of like, what is it that I'm doing? What did I, do I can't wrong? walk my dog without people in my neighborhood looking at me cross-eyed. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. Like, and it's, it's the look. And by the it's, way, my dog has no teeth. He barely can see and he your can't dog is like the cutest, anything. sweetest thing. He's you the sweetest little sense. dude. Like he'll fight you. He won't know where you are, <laughs> yeah. but he'll you fight, get you. fight. <laughs> exactly. you. get away from that yeah, fight. Exactly. away from that Yeah, you're not going you to have to worry. You might get gung. You might have a slobbery sock at some point. But but you were saying earlier like when your wife is there it's a different experience. Yeah, I mean my wife is a white passing Mexican. She's like light skinned with blue eyes and when her hair is colored a little bit lighter she just looks like a white lady. Yeah. Like... And so people are a lot nicer to her. Plus, she's also a lot nicer than I am. It's overall. Like I walk around mad. Like well, well, is what it that all... ghetto smile? Yeah, it's like is what... it you
1: got your mean mug on. Yeah, like, no no a reason like, why it's, it's, you have it.
0: It's like Saul Williams said, walking around like the sun just called him boy. Yes,
1: <laughs> you yeah. Know?
0: And I'm like, yeah, that is exactly how I carry myself. But but it's interesting because like I feel like the minute I walk out of this building today, I'll be in defensive posture. That's right. You know, That's I'll have right. my sunglasses on. I will not look around too much. Because, you know, don't want to look suspicious. But but it, it is really, really jarring when that stuff happens. No, it
1: is. It really is. And, um, you know, and I think about if we're having that experience, being so shook from kind of moving here, how do our students feel? Yeah. Right? In terms of finding themselves and being their authentic self, yeah. you know, because as we're reading about this, I couldn't help but think about, well, okay, yeah. I'm a forty year old man. Yeah. And I'm having trouble being my we're, authentic. We're we're forty self.
0: year old men with master's degrees, with really we're really secure in our identities. We have stable families. That's right. We're we're happy in life. But
1: what about when I'm a kid and I don't even? What if I'm, if I'm not, a 13 year old undocumented of the Mexican boy who doesn't know when to show of up? How, you know, the the synonym for whiteness if if if, if professionalism is a synonym for whiteness, you know, as a child, the studiousness, being a good student, is a synonym for white. So you, do, you hear kids all yeah. the time saying. Oh, oh! I know you want me to be a good kid. You want me to act white. Yeah, you, right. I, I, we grew and up with that. We did. We did. You white y'all? Yo, look at you. Yeah. He acted white and what's now. Funny is that he acted no, white. Yep. He did his
0: homework. Oh look. Hey, listen. Just because I did my hand. homework doesn't mean that I'm acting white. <laughs> guys, come on. Guys, come on, guys. Like, guys, yes, that's really feeding come racism. On. I just no, care I mean, about school. <laughs> 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 Just because I speak proper English, I used to say that. Man. Like I used to say that. So but like that's my how other they my up. other brown folks. That's how they yeah. set us but, up. But so that's the thing, teachers. Like you will say kids, you will hear kids say, "Well, you know, acting white, acting white." And and we know that that's not a thing we should be, be encouraging. But we don't always recognize why we need what? to address it. It's like, yeah, you know what, guys? Let's have a conversation about how like proper and professional school behavior is a synonym for. Just be more white. Just, be more, Just white. be more white. So, okay, so to that whole idea, yes. right? <laughs> Punctuality. <laughs> so I saw a funny meme over the weekend, right? And I like to complain because, like, Hispanic Heritage Month it starts mid month and yes, ends mid month yes, we don't even yes. get, a they only, like, we we get a whole month they won't even give us a whole month we got the, the shortest month y'all, saw, y'all exactly. get it yeah you uh, get the shortest y'all month y'all get and we get a piece of this one and a piece of that one so like, like in between Labor like, Day like there's a border
1: in between and that month. Halloween <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: y'all can Not have Halloween um, although we kind of hijacked it with Day of the Dead now now we can kind of like extend it another couple yeah, yeah 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 you do but I saw a meme right I saw a meme that says well you know the reason they put it like halfway through the month is because they know when Latinos are gonna Show up for something, right? And I kind of laughed about it because it's like every single time, like we have a family gathering in, yes. in my family, yes, like people are late, and yeah. just kind of, and and then every now and then you got that crazy deal or that that like Dia who shows up while everybody's leaving. That's and, right. Because and now you feel like there. you gotta last longer, you know. But. <laughs> We do know that there have been studies that time orientation is different from culture That's to culture. Right. That's and right. And like the, in some cultures, being there right on time, like as soon as it starts, you have to do you it. You have to be there. It's like the ultimate respect. And in other cultures, showing up right on time is the ultimate disrespect. Suspect. That's right. That's so right. So if we're going to de-whitify, I really like that word, uh, de-white-ify. Um, our praxis, um, then how do we deal with
1: tardies? Things like tardies. Punctuality and stuff like and that. being on time to a meeting. I'm not going to lie. One time I walked into You a were late meeting. to the
0: meeting today. I know. I, <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> he's and not usually trying, late, folks. And to be
1: honest, I've been trying to be on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like in the back of my head, you know what I'm going to say? They gonna say he's on BP time. Yeah, he's, <laughs> See, on CPT? 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 Whatever you want. I mean, there's a lot of euphemisms. Indian time. You know, whatever you call it. And I think... You know, it says something about our culture and the relationships that we have. That we don't just tear away from yeah. things that we're doing. Yeah. Right? And if I show up late, it doesn't mean that I was just like, la da hanging yeah. out. Yeah. woo 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 But I think that we do have to be um, cognizant of that because that is another aspect of culture that we're asking people to ignore and in yeah. some families we know you're well,
0: like we get there when we get there Yep. that's yep. what happens and, and, but what you can guarantee is that once we're there we're never
1: gonna we, leave we ain't gonna leave <laughs> we're gonna spend our time Doesn't matter. Oh, You could be falling what I asleep. miss I come in you, I know I missed
0: something you could be falling asleep at your own party we ain't gonna leave and, <laughs> no yeah no, no right. but like I, I also think about like one of the things that makes a lot of the fellas in our school late is that they stand there in the hallway for like three minutes high fiving hollering at like, the, like, homies, yeah, the homies greet the homies and it's interesting because part of me gets annoyed by that but then there's another part of me is like, well, here's young men of color showing each other Show love. love. And it was Respect. interesting because... And
1: so, then getting where they need to be once they're done. Yeah. I they're mean, eventually, like, okay. right? Some they get there. They
0: no, get but there. I mean, but like, yeah, exactly. And, and the other connection I made was, um, so you know Chris Emden's book, right? For, yeah. for white people who teach in the hood yep. and all the rest of you all too. There's a story he talked about when he was observing at this school and he said that he noticed that there was this group of young black men who were always late to class. Yes. they would hang out in the hall and hang out in the hall and hang out in the hall, and then the bell would ring, and then a few seconds after that, when the halls were all cleared, they would go into the basement, right? Yeah. And so, um, and you've read the book, right? Yeah. So he, so what happens is one day he says, "Well, I'm gonna follow him down to the basement and see what's yep, in yep, the basement." Yep. So he goes down there. You know what was down there? The special ed room. Oh, yeah, that's right. The special education teacher had a room in there. And so what through conversations with these boys, like they were like, well, yeah, we know we're supposed to be on time, but everybody knows what's in the basement. And everybody knows who teaches in the basement. And everybody knows what students go to the basement. So we wait until nobody is watching watching us. And then we can go downstairs, right? And so it makes me think of like, okay – like because we like to talk about, well, teachers, if kids are late to your class and you're not engaging them yes, and you need yes, to make sure yes. there's something to do right away. That's right. And then we have people hollering and screaming at kids who are like still in the hall at the late bell. Yeah. Yep. But we don't pause for a second and say, you know, what is it that's keeping kids in the hall? As opposed to going to class, going to class you, and, know? And,
1: you know? And, you know, when you think about black boys, that's a great example because so many black boys are being put into special ed. Exactly. Black, black and brown boys are exactly. consistently being put into these classes. Exactly. And it becomes a stigma, you know, yeah. a deep stigma yeah. for
0: our kids. That's absolutely right. And, and I also think that, like, like our brown boy our brown-skinned boys, and when I say brown-skinned boys, I mean... Our black boys, our Latinx boys, our our American Indian boys, our Asian boys. Like we, because if you've noticed, when a bunch of boys of color are together, (laughs) I had this really dramatic moment in my class a couple weeks ago when four boys of color in my class, just decided they were all going to sit together at a table. They all got up at the same time, and they all went to an empty table and they all sat down. And 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 I had a reaction. Hey, to it. A reaction. I had a reaction because I'm part of this uh, this white supremacy yes, capitalist yeah, patriarchy, yep. right? Yeah. And I looked at them like we are so scared of boys of color connecting to each other because when they do, they get loud. they That's get right. In ruckus. They they play around with each other. That's right. They have these relationships. They become human. And so I think about these boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think about these boys in the hallway that are like spending all their time, you know, all high five, you know, yeah, 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 they're, they're doing up, their whole up, thing, you know, up. and smiling at each yes. other, and it's just so funny. And and then and I'm like, we have a system that is forcing them apart. That's like right. literally, consistently, there's consistently over same, and over. And it's the same five or six boys that are right outside my room, like shaking each other's hands, high five and dapping like everything. Yep. And then they all go in six different directions. They, they've literally been split apart. And the only way they can find love for each other is in passing periods. That's
1: it. And you it know? That's right. And, and that's I don't know,
0: like people get all mad when kids are late. Like, I don't know. For me, it's like, hey, you're here. I'm really glad you're here. That's my hey, main hey, priority. Yo, yo uh, Juan. This is not one of my actual kids. Yep. Here's what we're working on right now. Like This is what we're doing. Uh, we're about a minute into the focus exercise. But, Jump you know, on, like get get on it. You got this. You I'm glad to see you. Top, I'm thrilled to see exactly. you. Exactly. Not,
1: oh, you finally showed up. Exactly. Look who, uh, because look we who made,
0: decided to come in. We make all this meaning. Or dance. In,
1: right? Yeah. Dance. People do that? Sing, dance, do whatever, do something oh in front of everybody. Oh my but God. when you're talking about, like, we get nervous when we see uh, boys of color. Like, all They're- of a sudden, that comes into my mind. is thinking about <laughs> the Black Codes. After slavery. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. Is that you, two black people couldn't be talking to each other yeah. without a white person present. Yeah. Right? And so we kind of think this. This there's yeah. a problem.
0: Well, but what about like, do you remember a time in the late 90s or the early aughts? I don't even know if this is still a thing. When I think DPD, and please DPD, uh, holler at me if this is wrong. Yes. yes. But there was definitely like, and I think, it, I think at some schools, like certain numbers of of kids can't be together otherwise that's considered like a gang, a gang. right yep. <laughs> and yep. it's like well yeah the gang like the gangs all here The are <laughs> right? all here we're hanging yeah. out
1: but i think it and we're also like you hit on something really important is that we know in our communities that our boys need to learn to work together yeah, and to love and care and respect and yeah. develop solid, strong. But then we're relationships also scared of what happens if they do. When they do, and we split we add, them up, or like when you said. we
0: do. See what happens when we do is you get two dope teachers in a mic. That's right. That's right. That's and right. then you get the Wu Tang Clan of
1: teachers. We'd be coming up with plans. That's right. We've that's picked, why we have got up That's why with they want to keep us separated. Stuff. Yeah, because they're like they be planning. They be planning something. <laughs> they thinking of something. Hey, they're scheming. They're planning hey, guys, something. Hey, guys,
0: guys, guys, are you talking about me? What are the yes,
1: yes, we are. I mean, not you
0: specifically. But y'all, but your institutions, establishments
1: y'all. that you stand for, we're talking
0: about white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. That's you want to join us? Do you <laughs> want to join us? You're welcome to. Yo. we have some literature right here. Yeah, you. We I see how I moved to in my professional
1: voice. You did <laughs> some literature. Would you like to read some of our literature? So, like,
0: on, on a serious note, on that too, not to dismiss you, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but like, so job interviews.
1: <laughs> that is the trip.
0: Let me tell you about my job interview Let's here. Let's hear. Let's hear. Like so, so like at our school. We don't really do this as much anymore, yes. but in the early years, yes. um, we felt it was Im- important that the whole community be involved. In, yes, like, yes. I heard you get interviewed and I, by like 30 people. It was like 20 people. <laughs> I only had like 20, but I didn't know this. Nobody gave me a yeah. heads up. I yeah. walk in the room and there's people from grade six all the way to the founder <sighs> of the school. And I'm like, this is wild. And I brought, I had brought like, so I overplant. Yes. So I had like a pile of resumes. Yes. I'm like, I'm gonna make 40 copies. I don't know. <laughs> and I like gave out most of them so all the so I'm sitting there in this situation I got my tie on yes sweet little like suit that I'm wearing and um and I start taking questions and I realize that the way I was answering questions was very much from an entertainer kind of yes. perspective yes and so it's like well um well I, I'm glad you're all gathered here today really yes. happy to yeah. see Holy everybody court. here Holy court. um so I want to take that first question um most of the time I try to try to do this and what I presented, is I think the version of myself that is the safest yep. For, yep. The, yep. for the majority culture. Right. For me, the safest version of myself is the self-effacing sort of, um, aw shucks, you know, kind of guy teacher that, you know, that's funny and smiles a lot, that's right? That's right. Even though, man, I don't feel, I don't feel that happy all the time in school. Mm-hmm. And Preach. so it's just a really interesting thing to think about. But like, have you had the same experience when you're like So yeah, yeah,
1: like you feel like you have to be a certain uh, another person. What I thought about is uh you've heard about like the black comedians and wearing the dress. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, never wear the dress. Never right? wear the dress. Right? Uh, and it was a reference to them, they made Flip Wilson wear a dress yep. in uh on Laughing, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, to, yeah. to to take away uh his agency as a black man, yep. right? Yeah. And so I think there is this kind of thing, like where what's the what is the the least threatening black man is the funny black man. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. so, like I yeah. find myself falling back on funny black man yep. when I don't want to be threatening. Yep. Right? And so you and smile a lot. You, yep. you joke a lot. People are like always, oh, you have the greatest smile. And I'm yeah. like, good. I'm glad you think I have a great smile because you'll probably be less likely to shoot me in the back. Yeah, exactly. If you like my well, smile and or like, you're going to be threatened by me and, if I'm smiling at you.
0: And Emden writes about that. He writes about how particularly young black men have been taught. That if you can be the funny guy, you can be the entertainer. That's right. Um, and then nobody takes you seriously, and Ever. therefore nobody's threatened by you. That's right. Then that's that's the key to survival in in class. And I think about some of uh, you know we don't have a large black male population no, here no. at the school, but I think of my brown boys mm-hmm. and how they kind of carry how themselves. they play it. Like well, and what's funny is that they, is that they don't know that game. Right. And so they walk around like, you know, acting tough, looking stoic. You know, yep, I, yep, I, I yep. really believe that comes down from our indigenous. Yes, side, right? yes, yes, being Stoic and that kind of thing. And then what you hear professionals say about them is like, well, they don't care. They're apathetic. I, I was having a debate with with a colleague the other day about apathy yes. among a certain grade yep, level yep. and I'm like are they apathetic or are you making meaning out of what you think that you're is, perceiving? Is the way they're expressing I apathy. feel like that staff member will not be giving me a shout out like no. anytime soon no because I said you know you have to ask them what they think I had this experience a couple of weeks ago I might have talked about it on the show where I'm looking at my ninth graders I'm like y'all do not care about anything I'm saying like and I was feeling bad about yeah, myself. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like because I'm like you yeah. when things aren't going well in class you I'm start like, to put it on I'm yourself. like okay what do I need to do And I think you can ask things of kids, but also you can only expect them to behave the way a 14-year-old can behave, right? That's right. And so I sought their feedback, and, like, it was all positive. And what that taught me was don't sit here and assume that you know what the children are thinking. Just because when you look (laughs) stone-faced,
1: you are having an
0: attitude that does not mean that is how they are playing it, you you know? So, I mean, we do a lot of inferring, and we don't realize... Like, I think I was mentioning early, the defensive posture that young people of color have to adopt when they come into a school. School is a loaded place for people of color, That's poor right. people, uh, working right. class people, um, filled people with who don't have the grades.
1: filled with people kind of uh, uh, making assumptions about who you are as a person. And then I think a lot of our kids of color bring in baggage, right? Because yeah. we've had a negative experience, historical trauma. When my my granddaddy, you know, or not my granddaddy, because <laughs> he didn't have that much access yeah, yeah, to yeah, education, yeah. you know. Yeah. But like when my mom or my cousin or my brother or my uncle yeah. was in this school, they told me about this horrible experience that they had. Yeah. And things yeah. might have changed yeah. very drastically over, you know, the 10 to 15 years but you still have that in your mind, and that's the worst thing that could be yeah. happening to you. Well, and when your kids
0: get a, a, to an age where you can start talking to them about this, like you, what do you like? What are you supposed to say to your kids? Trust that institution; it has your best interest it, it, at they're heart, looking out for you. Even though that was not our experience, as and and I think the reason my child has, I would not say a positive attitude yeah, towards yeah, school, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I believe yeah. that my child has a confident attitude towards school that she can handle it yeah. Um, yeah. it's only because I've been teaching because if I was only going off of my own personal experience yeah. then yeah.
1: I don't think that she would have that same, yeah, that same no, I think enthusiasm as a, as for learning a, as a parent like when I talk to my daughter about school, like there's a whole different kind of level oh, that I'm doubt. talking about it About.
0: but you're, you're still going to have your African American daughter have her head on
1: a swivel yeah. when it comes to the way people are going to talk how, how they respond I, I wait my daughter has a really positive attitude but I'm waiting for the day kind of she lets it out and I've seen it at home you know she's very much the type who doesn't let it out she lets it out around us you know but but she can get her head snapping and she can get to talking to you the way (laughs) you know that African American girls will talk to you from time to time Because she's heard it from her grandmother. She's yeah. heard it from her mom, who's white, well, and but grew from New Mexico around uh, Latinas. Yep. And so, so yep. that yep. was her friend yep. group. And so, she was like, oh, that's I gotta right. carry myself a certain way. She's wife. like, this
0: is where I feel comfortable. Like, this this feels right. That's feel her office. <laughs> no, but right. And, and that, that is key, that our young women of color... Um, carry themselves in the ways, that, and and so it's interesting because the experiences of Black girls mm-hmm. are very different from the experiences of Brown girls, like That's right. like our Latinx and Indigenous girls. Like what they have grown up is to see the women of their lot in their lives try to keep a low profile. That's right. Try to try to be polite and like polite play the game is to a fault. Well, and it's funny because culturally, Mexicanas are very very polite. Like they might be cutting you <laughs> yeah. as they are polite. <laughs> Like cutting you with their words. We had a colleague here from Mexico at one point, and I remember she was comparing like my ability to dance Southside <laughs> to someone else. And she's like, "Well, you're not as good as him, but you're pretty good." And I'm just like, "Dang, you remind me of all my D S right she now." Like, what what was it? What, what was it? Ava DuVernay stuff? The Elegant Shade? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah she told you shade. straight. Like, but you see, so we misread, we misread um, African American girls' defensive posture. Yeah, yep, yep. just like we misread brown girls' complicity. Yes, yeah, like, we They do. are we like, do. okay, tell me the rules so I can follow them and not bring attention to myself, right? Um, but then when you sit and talk to them, you're like, you have some fire going on yeah. with you. Oh, and there are yeah. some things that you're angry about and I yes. don't feel like you can communicate those things so when we talk about this like politeness thing like I'm so done with politeness dude I'm so done with politeness like you have to be honest and re- I'm okay with respect, respect. That's what I but I'm not okay with politeness you don't have you know? to be polite to me no I just be respectful
1: but be respect, and I think we put so much on kids about that politeness say politeness polite- that we are not always like, willing to I heard, model I heard one teacher you know making this big deal about how the kids greeted uh, her when she came into the room and how yeah. like, school should start out in this old school like good morning teacher good morning oh, students right man. and and I was talking to another colleague about like look I don't care whatever's my favorite word to hear from a student whatever <laughs> roll your eyes and then guess what when I walk away and I turn back around you're, you're working doing what I asked you to do well that so, was that was whatever
0: a, that was a funny experience I had with one kid who. He was having an issue with the teacher and uh, the teacher said, you know, every time I assign you something, you like argue with me. And then he's like, very matter of factly, he's like, but I still do it. <laughs> but I still do it.
1: That's the case. <laughs> and it's
0: like, OK, so maybe we can't like fight. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of the interesting thing is is to see how that play plays but I, out. But,
1: but I think it goes back, you know, to whiteness as the default. Yep. Right. It's a certain. And even thank we you, have, teacher, you even sure we have are. White swell. kids who start to do that, we start to wonder what's wrong with that kid? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so like it becomes a bigger thing when white kids don't exhibit yeah. the dominant or kind when, of cultural or, or when expectations. They ask, or when they ask, why do we have to do this? True. Why do we have that, to do that this? That has set a teacher. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. And Because I said so. Because I'm the teacher. Because so. I mean, I'm the expert. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I'm like, because I'm grown in ideology. <laughs> because this um, is my job. But what's in, your job? But in general, I try to make it like, I'm try to, I am try to get my CLO, man. I try, hey, here's what we're doing and why
1: we're doing it. I don't you come know? to John Juice to tell you how to teach
0: that was a roast that was a hot roast <laughs> hey Jamba Juice is good though yes. We like that hey Jamba Juice hit us up shout out Lupons. sponsor sponsor the podcast, sponsor the podcast. I, I'm, I'm there every Saturday after my daughter's soccer games Um, no but the other and, and think about that whole respect thing like I, I always have this conversation with teachers about kids calling them miss or yes. mister yes and they're like oh wow. well, show me some respect use my name I'm like you know what like I would just like to point out, kids may not recognize this even in themselves. Yes. But, like, in my culture, like, that's, that's you don't the use ultimate name. respect. You say maestro, maestro, Maestra, I, which is the same as miss and mister, right? I
1: remember from, it was the biggest revelation I had working at Denver Public Schools. Yeah. All of a sudden, I became miss. Mister, right? Sometimes <laughs> they call. Missed. Sometimes they hit yeah. you with Miss. Did you get right? called?
0: Do you ever get get called Mom? Yeah, Mom, mom all is a great. The time. I think, it's when you so get funny. called
1: Mom, yeah, oh, you are doing showing amazing that love. Yes, stuff you are. Yes, in you your class. because nobody holds them but accountable they, like Mamas. So. When they call you Mom, <laughs> Mom, help me. <laughs> you're like, it's okay, it's all right. I'll be. Mom. What about when they call you by that whack teacher's name? Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, like then that. You're like, I like that. I like that. But Mister and Miss, like to me, I love it when I hear it now. Yeah. Like I get it. I mean, I'm like, a,
0: it's so respectful. It's and like it's, a, it's actually to me a respectful familiarity. Yeah, where it's it is. like you're showing respect, but you also feel safe with me that you don't feel like you have to address me in a way that's contrary to who you are. Who you, you can be your authentic self. You, you get to your talk the same
1: way that you do at home. Yeah. I you always worry. Talk that way I, I here. always
0: worry because, and this particular comes into play with um, with my young women of color, yeah. and, and I think as I focus on how I help my young boys of color to yep, be their yep. authentic selves. Like I always worry what's going to happen when they're in someone else's class, when they're out in the world and the world has not read, you know, this, uh, this article. Yes. And the world is yes. not, has not learned to like color this stuff. I mean, for me, I would just as soon have as many monkey wrenches to throw into the machine as possible. Right. Yes, And so if, A young girl of color is loud and proud and outspoken Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. reactive. Like, get it. Because your white counterparts are the same way. They just don't get in trouble. They don't get in trouble for it. They're allowed to be that way. So, like, be strong and be tough and be fearless. And sometimes you're going to be wrong. But,
1: oh, well. That happens. Yep. Sometimes we're wrong. We we know people. Of the dominant culture ain't worried. Those masters of the universe they're, ain't worried about getting stuff wrong. They are not. That's why worried they're out there apologizing all the stuff wrong. Wrong that, they, that they do wrong.
0: That's exactly right. Right? And
1: so we can always apologize. But I think if I had my students here, I'd encourage them just the way you said: be yourself, be loud, and if that's you. Then do it. I was sitting there. If you express yourself that way, do it. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Right? Do it and and gain familiarity
0: for your surroundings and be clear about what your objective is. And be reflective. Yes. I think that's key too. If you go into a situation not knowing what you want to get out of something, then you're already kind of in a corner. But go into a classroom. Go into a job. Go into an interview. Clear about what your objective is. And then align your behaviors to your objective, right. not to someone else's expectations. Uh, I know I had a fun experience today sitting at a group of kids who were working on these identity projects. Yep. And I see, you know what, y'all, because they're, they're like, Mr. Muñoz, are we too loud for you? I'm like, actually, nah, quiet rooms creep it me creep out. Me they me make out. me feel weird. Yeah. And so I said, you know what, though? like I saw this quote, and I want you to remember this you are going to be too much for some people. That's right. Those are not your people. They are. They are not they your aren't. people. If you are too much for anybody, they are not your That's people. That's not your people. And the people that you are just right for, those are your people. Those are your people. Right? And so I think like, I I, I want our listeners to be thinking about two things as they go through the week. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're going to spend more time with kids of color than they will spend with their own parents. That's in right. In a lot of cases. That's right. right? And you will see them in waking hours. Right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, are you allowing them opportunities to practice being their authentic selves? Yep. Right. So like it doesn't mean they can cuss you out when they're mad. No. But that but honestly, if they blow up about something that they care about, if some- they're practicing. You can say, hey, listen, Kevin, um, I think something I said really upset you. Yep. And I appreciate you voicing your concerns to me. Going forward, I'd like you to communicate with me this way, yeah. but I understand how you're feeling. Let's try to address how you're feeling. Because what happens is we get too caught up in what they did and not why they why did they it. Did. Right. So it's like, yeah, I made I made this kid mad. Let, let's deal with that first. That's right. So the kid doesn't walk around with all his anger towards me yeah. the rest of the year. That's right. So that they can be their true selves. So if education is truly the practice of freedom, mm-hmm. then we need them to practice the things that they are going to have to do in the real world. That's right. And part of it is being your authentic self. That's right. If they're saying, if Forbes is telling us, Yes, be your authentic self in the workplace I'm on a soapbox now. yep yep um, be your authentic self in the workplace then we need to give them practice doing we that need and then Forbes you need to live up to what
1: you're that's saying that's right everywhere <laughs> everywhere like I think about we always holler about culturally responsive oh, but really man. culturally responsive means accepting the culture that our kids bring in with them yep and responding to it and responding, responding to responding it. Into it for their success that's right know.
0: It, because it is crazy. Otherwise, you know, oh, that's a problematic term. It's Although the right. way I'm using it, I don't think it's problematic. It's
1: I I guess you're right, but it's it's just because it's
0: not talking about a person. It's
1: just but a, I think situations there's, a stigma, there's a stigma. to it too. There is, you know, there is. That I think when we use that word, it's very ableist. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, is, it's very very able-ish. Able-ish. it yeah. is very ableist. It is very ableist. That's one
0: thing we haven't talked about on the show. Is, we should um, get into that. Is like students and teachers with disabilities because I do think that that's that's a pe- you and I don't have to worry about. It. Yep. I mean, yep. I mean, if you've ever met us, you can tell yeah. that we're just very able bodied, so we don't about Yeah, though.
1: it's a privilege no, that we have. It is absolutely. Like it. I don't have to walk out and, and think about that. Yep. I don't have to think when I go someplace. I don't have to worry about how people are going to look. Will I there. be able to get into yep. the building yep. to have access? I know, man. Our elevator's broken. It's crazy. Yeah, oh, I see you said it. <laughs> You're the you one set me said. up. That's no, right. Right. I didn't know God's working on that. all of us.
0: Yeah, God's working. <laughs> 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 no, but I think that's something that would be nice to uh, do going forward. Yeah, for um, sure. So the first thing is. Give your kids opportunities to practice being yes. authentic yes. and get at the root of their authenticity, not just a surface kind of like, oh, you said this word and that's not okay. Yeah. The second thing I think is are you allowing your colleagues from marginalized communities or minority communities I actually have no problem with minority I think it speaks yeah. to status yeah. and I do feel that we have minority status we do have minority um, status we even if see... numbers wise in the country we're not totally minorities yep, but, yep. but like are your colleagues of color able to be their authentic selves or do you feel threatened by them that's um, right especially when they get a little loud when they get a little frustrated. When they get with their other
1: people. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I always wonder about. You know, how are these people think I of mean, me? we've made people around us very yeah, uncomfortable, uncomfortable, you know, when we start going. But but you got to accept that. And and rejoice in it. It's a good thing. Without it a doubt. It feels good. Without a doubt. To be around it. It's like I rejoice when I see people kind of expressing themselves in faith that yeah. it fits with their yeah. culture. Absolutely. You know, if I see uh, people... My white brothers and sisters <laughs> listening to their polka music and having a good time. He said I don't polka know. music, rock and roll music. Your
0: Mexican brothers and sisters listen to more polka music. Yes, than that's than your true. White that's true. But you know when, when they when thing. they talk about mountain biking and when it's they talk about like, in it. camping, just, just
1: the same as you like know, we like talk that. about like
0: hood Ooh, stuff. What do hood <laughs> stuff? Get, as, get at us with your hood stuff. <laughs> get at us with your hood stuff. <laughs> or just like, yeah. You know, or, or like the Cardi B, Nicki Minaj like That's fight. right. That, that's man, right. That was hilarious to see like Cardi B afterwards. Like, Cardi, Cardi let the Bronx out. Well she was that funny. Was she was funny because like she had the lump? Cause she, she, was had like, lump. she had the lump. And she was walking out. You know how like, you know that kid that <laughs> got like jumped at school and came back the next day, like, I'm gonna be here all, all year. I'm finishing care. the year. I That's what care. she came about Like, no, she but did. I mean, yeah. She and, was like so so how do we abolish fear, right? We're coming back to that. It's gonna be yep, a hashtag. Yep. Abolish fear. You have to abolish your fear of what your students and what your colleagues are. And make it uh,
1: make it a happier place for everybody. That's right. Like school should be loud. That it should be fun and loud, and kids should be comfortable being themselves and not worried about what people are gonna think. Adults, teachers need to yeah. be comfortable and not. Worry. That's you're gonna get the best teaching. That's right. You, when I can be authentically myself, yeah. When I'm not processing out to try to to filter out to make sure yeah. that I'm talking, well, and, and then you're not giving. Like that's the thing <laughs> that I would say to
0: our colleagues of color and to any students of color who are listening to us. Like, it's much easier to just be yourself. And it's much it e- it's much easier to just put the thing out there that you're thinking about instead of trying to like translate, right? Yep. Into this notion of whitewash professionalism. And, you know, because then you then like I found my problem is often that I'm so indirect with the things that I have to say probably not yeah. that much. anymore. Yeah, yeah, not that. <laughs> but like historically, I've been so indirect with things that people actually don't, don't know hear. that I was frustrated yeah, yeah. or don't even know what my point was. Right. And so I think just make your point, And if the point punctures. Then, like, it yo, ends. I'll help you clean it up. But, like, what? How? That was a really bad metaphor. That was like a little violent metaphor. That doesn't help my people but it, at all. But, it,
1: but I definitely saw the picture, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Saw the picture. If my if my words hurt, I'm gonna help you heal. That's right. Um, That's right. But you, know, you gotta hear my words. You gotta hear my if words. If you truly believe that, like, you accept me and you care about me as a as a black person in your life, yeah, then you gotta accept my words. Accept my words. And and and, and hear them.
0: I mean just like and and I think one thing for us to remind ourselves of you, me, other teachers of color working yep. through this crazy there it goes again. Yeah. <laughs> working through this profession yes. with all of its demands. Yes. Like I don't think y'all need to feel bad about making people adjust a little bit to you, because what have we been doing? Adju- uh, what have we, we have been, been doing? Consistently we adjusting. A, we take one hat off when we walk in the building, and That's we right. put it back on when we walk out. That's right. And so the amount of sort of cal- like gymnastics, calisthenics, <laughs> like whatever we've had to do in order to to carve a place for us, a niche, if you will, uh, for ourselves in these buildings, like. At the very least they can meet us halfway.
1: Yeah, and France Fano, white skin, black mask, uh, um, or black skin, white mask. Yeah, I was gonna he say he talks about, he says I that mean it literally <laughs> results in psychosis. Yeah. Yep. It results in psychosis for us when we are not being our authentic selves. Yeah. Right? We we're trying to pull between, and so we literally start to have problems.
0: Yep. Right. Sorry, I'm making all this noise typing.
1: And so I I'm putting think, down our hashtags yes, on social but, but, media. But I think, you know, it goes back to abolishing that fear. Because yeah. I don't want to have that psychosis. I want to be who Kevin Adams is everywhere Kevin Adams goes. Yep. yep right? Yep. And and I think that's so It's because imp- we're in
0: our 40s. Now we feel okay. That's it. it. But I, I feel like I should have started sooner. And you wish
1: someone had come to you and said, hey.
0: So we're coming to you. Good.
1: We're saying it. do it do Do it it. we're doing it we're trying to do it as much as possible be that's all you can be
0: do you do you do you all right right. uh so going forward we have some kind of exciting news yes so we will be uh starting a new series within the podcast yes uh, this is exciting it's so cool uh we're actually going to tell the story of a first year African American male teacher yes. uh, teaching in the Denver area. Yes. Um we're going to start airing episodes in the next week or so. Um, this this uh, this young man is a is a graduate of Denver of a Denver high school and um, is working through his first He's year doing as a the teacher. Work, which and, is amazing. Uh,
1: it's incredible. Whenever we uh, see, black men. Any men of color yeah. going into edge saying yep. I'm going to go into education. And it's we, a beautiful thing. And we really hope that this will
0: uh, that this will serve as encouragement to any of you who are struggling, any of you who see the calendar and say, man, end of October. October, I, I got to find another gig. I might have to find something else to do. And I keep on hearing. I'm hearing more stories of my colleagues of color leaving the profession than yep. I am coming, coming to in. the profession. And we can't. We can't hemorrhage talent like that. Man. No, we got to make sure we have people. So, uh, so this youngster uh, is uh, is and, f- and full disclosure, a former student of mine. Yes, um, yes, even and, uh, and so we'll we'll be having this conversation about what a first year African American male teacher is experiencing in it's a Denver ele- in it's a real. Denver area elementary school. It's going to be too. I'm dope. so happy. It's going to be dope. So. Yeah, how can the people reach us, man? They can hit us on the Instagram. On the Instagram, at Two On the Twitter. What did I just say? At Two Dope Teachers. At <laughs> <laughs> Two dope Teachers. Both of those are at Two dope Teachers. Words are hard. Yes. On Facebook? Yup. Hit us up. Like us, Two Dope Teachers and a Mic podcast page. They can hit us up on the Gmail. You can Gmail us, two dope teachers at gmail.com.
1: And uh, you can just get at us in the street. You, you could just us. get at
0: us when you see us. Get us in the Also, if you, if you tweet at us with hashtag blockishot, Oh uh, yeah, we'll be doing our uh, our advice uh, segment. Yes. In, in two weeks, the next time we record, we'd love to give you guys some advice. So you can hold down share the block. Our thoughts. So you can hold down the block. The block hey, you is think, hot. You know what? We, I was going to ask you if we uh, if we should ask Nas permission, but we should just sing it. I gotta hold down the block when See, the block is hot. I don't think I don't go to. I want to say you know who I go to. I go to Wheezy. Oh, we gotta go to the, Wheezy. The block is hot. I gotta use my magic. <laughs> the hot boys. <laughs> that might be even better. <laughs> You'll have to do that one, and I'll do the Nas version. You do the Nas sick, But but
1: whatever. The block. The block. The block is hot, is man. The block is always hot. hot. Heat so, is always on us. We
0: want to give you the tools to hold it down. But we gonna cool y'all down. Yeah, we are gonna hold down the block. Hold down the block. We just gotta hold down the block because we we can't affect the heat. It's gonna stay hot but you can hold it down. I feel like I'm extending this metaphor. That's all right. Unnecessarily. That's okay. Hey, that's okay. Well, we can tell that it's after 5 o'clock on a Monday. Woo! Um, we thank you for tuning in and listening to all of it. Um, I
1: don't know. Anything else you want to say to folks? I mean, just be your authentic self. Yeah. That's it, I think, from hashtag this Hashtag Justice
0: Monday. Hashtag Abolish Fear. Hashtag Fanon. Hashtag Racial Psychosis. Yes. All those things yes. that we're dealing with. Well, uh, here I am for uh, Kevin Adams. I am Gerardo Munoz, and we want to encourage you today, tomorrow, all days, to
1: stay stay dope. dope.